0: we're going to discuss this we're not going to rush it um if you've noticed we've stopped rushing (laughs) um that's because the 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 the, you need to be able to soak these truths in and to work them all right so i'm not going to rush you today in fact some of you know the scripture i'm supposed to start from some of you have already opened to first corinthians chapter 12 as you probably should know by now, that we won't start where you expect us to start. The Word of God is so rich, and God's counsel all through the pages of Scripture revealed from Genesis, the revelation of the Christ, the revelation of Jesus. Before going to the Word, I just want to say a very quick thank you to each and every one of you who were a part of the 2020 Champions Festival of Praise. Thank you so much for tuning in, for participating, for sowing your seeds, um, for sharing the link, for sending the broadcast. Thank you so much. A big thank you to all our ministers, um, to Shay, even though she's one of us, to Icha, even though he is one of us. We appreciate and love you guys so much. And this is the dawning of a new day in your ministries. And the Lord told me clearly that the world will hear your voices and we are proud that we will state you first. Um, by first, I don't mean first, but you get what I mean—the first of the new day, the first of the new era. And for Minister Nosa and Araya, uh, we are really, really grateful for the impact of your ministry globally. Pray that the Lord will continue to strengthen in you in Jesus' name. Amen. To so Pastor Femi, I don't know if you guys heard the message on Sunday. If you didn't, please go back and look for it. It's destructive, it's prophetic, it reduces your surprise and worry quotient when you know what to expect in the new day, when some skin starts manifesting. So you remember the word, the word already came. These are the provokers. I'm grateful for them. I'm marching on to destiny. All right. so an amazing word. We we love you, sir. We honor you and we are grateful for what you have achieved for generals like you have gone ahead of us, the Younger ones like us, we're encouraged that there's hope. There's hope that this ministry thing isn't, isn't, isn't a joke. It's real. Thank you so much, sir, for honoring God's call. We love and celebrate you and um, Pastor Shadi and the entire family at KICC Nigeria. Praise God. All right, let's get into the Word as we have our conversation about the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. And we are going to lay the foundation for understanding the gifts. Now, many people are obsessed with the gifts of the Spirit. And they are not interested in the giver of the gifts. They are obsessed with all of these mighty demonstrations of power and of the miraculous and of signs and wonders and mighty moves of the anointing. And there are some just tuning in today today. And the man, PD is going to break it down. I'm going to get the secret that will unlock, you know, this move in my life or in in wherever it is you're expecting. And please, um, if that is your desire, if that is why you desire the gifts, then I have news for you that um, God is not interested in such motives. Um, But someone is saying, well, I've seen people with terrible motives and they still have some gifts. So what exactly is going on? I'm going to show you what is going on from God's word. And I want to tell you first, as we lay ground principles, that everything you see in Scripture is possible in your life. Every truth revealed in Scripture is possible in your life. All right? Every miracle done is manifestable in our time. And as we've said, that the season of the rain. is a combination of the former reign and the latter reign, meaning that we will see a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God upon being manifested by men, women, young, old, who have a complete work of the Spirit done within. And it is my prayer that you will be part of that move in the mighty name of Jesus. That you won't have to look from the outside, you won't have to spectate, you won't have to be the journals, you won't have to be the historians that document. You will be at the very forefront of the move of the Spirit in your time, in your generation, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, is that the best you've got? I said in the mighty name of Jesus, glory to God. I said glory to God. Alright, let's go to John chapter 8 verse 53 to 56 and Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14 as we begin to lay the ground for our conversation um, today on the gifts of the Spirit. Now, this is Jesus having a conversation with the Jews if we read the verses before as we would like to always put things in context. Um, and this is important because um, for us to have a conversation about the gifts of the Spirit. As surprising as it may seem, we're actually going back to Genesis to learn from Abraham. Yeah. John 8, 53. Art thou greater than our father Abraham? So these are, these are the Jews posing a, a, a challenge to Jesus. They said, art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Whom makest thou thyself? 54. Jesus answered, if I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my Father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God. 55. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you, but know him and keep his saying. 56. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. I want you to underline that in your Bible. If it is an electronic Bible, I want you to highlight it, all right? It says, your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day and he saw it and was glad. He saw it and he was glad. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 and 14. Thank you. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord be made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. We will be looking into this scripture more on Sunday, verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Father, we receive. Revelation by your Spirit. Teach us and help us to receive your word. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Glory to God. Now, before we delve into the nitty-gritty of the gifts of the Spirit, I am under instruction to communicate these, these, these thoughts to you. And I want you to please, please pay attention. It's a new day. The Spirit of God is dealing with us Differently, And I want you to please pay attention and to follow. The very thing we need to understand about gifts is that gifts, understanding gifts, will need you to understand the process of giving and the process of receiving. If there is no giving, if there is no receiving, then the conversation of gifts doesn't even exist. Please stay with me this evening. So we need to understand that there is a mystery to giving. There is a ministry to to receiving that we need to understand. And God, in his infinite wisdom, knowing that his church will need to function in the gifts that he will supply his church with. Initially, this week we're going to be talking, this week, next week, we'll be talking about the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to believers. And then the week after, we're going to be talking about ministry gifts to the body of Christ. And I'll explain what that means in a, in a couple of, 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 of in the, as time goes on. All right, so there is a dimension of giving and there's a dimension of receiving. And if you do not understand those two things, you will not be able to maximize gifts. If you do not understand how giving works, if you do not understand how receiving works. Good example, so, so God said, let me make the guest miracle in the world. Let's make it a gift, and the whole heaven went into uproar. I said, "What do you mean, salvation is going to be a gift?" And God says, "Yes." And everyone says, "Wow, you're making it too easy, too easy." And God says, "They don't like easy. As simple as salvation is, there are still many people who have a problem with it. You'll be shocked." Many people just say it can't be this simple. There has to be more. Yes, I need to I need to do you know I need to do a lot of things to be saved. So that when I'm saved, you know, you know the way that I did, it says that cold water is sweeter after hard work. You know, you you want to you want to feel the salvation because you've you've journeyed, you know, you're not like ah finally made it. Yes. So that when God is saying, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You yourself, even me, yes. Well done. See the stars. See the scars. See Jesus, I did it. All right? So God made it very simple. Very simple. As simple as it, is, as it is, some people still don't get it. They said, no, I must do additional work. What Jesus has done is not enough. So just that alone, they find it impossible to receive the gift of salvation. The Jewish people that we read about, all right, they also find it unimaginable that the great Messiah that will come in the order of King David will be born in a manger, will be uninterested in politics. It didn't make sense. How will you call yourself a descendant of King David? And you don't even enter into the palace one day? It was too simple. And in today's era, we find people who find the simplicity of faith, the gift of salvation, difficult to receive. Some argue, argue salvation. The Bible says you should repent. Some says no, the Bible doesn't say repent. The Bible only says you should believe. And instead of receiving the gift, we are busy arguing. You see why it is important to understand the mystery of giving and receiving. If you repent, you will believe. If you believe, you will repent. To repent means to have a change of mind. It's all a hand in glove. Why are we arguing? Praise God. Praise God. Are you still with us this evening? Are you still with us this evening? John chapter 4 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. John chapter 4 verse 10. John chapter 4 verse 10. This is a popular conversation between Jesus and the woman at the well. Jesus answered and said unto her, if thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that saith to thee. So Jesus is telling her here, if you know the gift of God then give me to drink. Thou wouldest have asked of him and he would have given thee living water. Living water. Jesus is saying here that there is a recognition just as the Bible says in Romans six twenty-three, the wages of sin is that and the gift of God is eternal life. Through Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Ephesians 2 verse 8. It says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So God is prepping us to, to get into the understanding of our gifts work. Such that the very first thing that brings us into his family is a gift. Salvation. Glory to God. I said glory to God. All right, so three things you need to understand about giving and three things you need to understand about receiving. And then we'll go on to look at a shadow of gifts in the Old Testament. We will introduce the gifts of the Spirit and then we'll wrap it up and pick it up from there next week, Wednesday by God's grace. Praise God. Praise God. Now, three things you must know about Gifts as it relates to giving and receiving. If you are taking notes, please write this. Uh, If you are using a smart device, note this. All right. And more importantly, keep it to heart and remember what we're about to talk about. It applies. It applies all through various areas of your lives. Number one thing we must understand about the mystery of giving is the giver. The giver. The giver. God gives gifts. The devil gives gifts. If the gifts look alike and they are from different givers, you have to pay attention to where it is coming from. So what does Scripture say about God? The giver of gifts. What does Scripture say? James chapter 1 verse 5, Matthew chapter 5 verse 45. The giver. There are all sorts of givers of gifts, including the manifestations that we are going to talk about. There is such a thing as an alternative source of word of knowledge. There is such a thing as an alternative source that is not given by the giver of good gifts. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, now this is a case study on wisdom, but this is telling us that in the kingdom of God, whatever it is we lack, he says, Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally. All men liberally, and obeyeth not, and it shall be given to him. So he tells us about the character of God here. That God is a giver, and he gives liberally. It delights him to give. John 3 16. For God so loved the world, and then as a proof of his love, he gave. God is a giver of gifts that is his character that is his nature Matthew chapter 5 verse 45 Matthew chapter 5 verse 45 that you may be the children of your father which is in heaven for he makes the sun to rise on the evil and on the good he sends rain on the just and on the unjust so he sees here that he says here that God's nature of giving is liberal God is is merciful God is gracious. God is kind. Now, while we're talking about this, I want you to understand that your labor and your selfish workings will not necessarily pull down a gift. Gifts are released by givers. Okay. All right. So, God gives liberally. God gives liberally. He wants you to have the gifts. Settle that in your heart. He wants you to have the gifts. There are things the devil wants you to have also. But the devil doesn't give liberally. He doesn't give liberally. So the first thing we need to understand about the mystery of giving is the giver. The giver. Check, where is this from? Does this align with the character of God? Once you hear, I, I can release a grace for you that will allow you to work miracles. However, you will need to Do this, do this, do that. Immediately, it doesn't align with the character of the giver. You know this is not a gift from God. It might be a gift. It might even work. It might be extremely accurate. You might get the details pinpoint. Let me tell you, the devil doesn't play games. When he gives gifts, he expects a lot in return. And those things are never on the negotiation table. You find out. You have to discover. All right, praise God. Praise God. Those in Ontario got that. Number two, the motive, the mystery of giving. Number one, the giver. Number two, the motive of the giving. Why are you giving me this gift? Now, as you're listening to me now, some of you are having some flashbacks of certain gifts that you received, and the question was, why? Why? I don't want... Why are you giving... Are you trying to buy me? Are you trying to... Convince me that you are rich? Are you trying to convince me that if I date you, you will take care of me? Are you trying to convince me what what exactly? Let me tell you, listen and never forget this. Every gift has a motive. Every gift has a motive. When the devil lavishes you with gifts, he has his motive, he has expectations. James chapter 1 verse 17. Uh, If we can have a couple of versions for James chapter 1 verse 17. James chapter 1 verse 17, if they can put it on the screen for us. And then we'll go to Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. It says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. With whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So God doesn't give you gifts for him to rub you in so that he can remind you down the line. Some of us have people that have done good to us in the past. And we were convinced that they did good to us in the past. We thought it was their goodwill, not knowing they were making an investment in a demand that they were going to place in the future so that they will constantly remind you of the good they did to you. That's how man functions. Remember, I did this to you. Thank you, Jesus. They'll remind you. They'll remind you. You owe us. You owe us one. But he's never one. You owe us. You owe us continually. You owe us. You, we, you've been bought. But he says, God, there's no variableness in him. Every gift God freely gives us, I think this is the Passion Translation, is good and perfect, streaming down from the Father of lights, who shines from the heavens, it says, with no hidden shadow of darkness and is never subject to change. Never subject to change. Never subject to change. With God, you know his, his motives are clear. Someone is saying, does God have motives? Yes. He wants to bless you. He yeah, child. That's his motive. He wants your life to show forth his glory. He wants you to bear much fruit. That is his motive. You know what the motive of the devil is? John 10:10. 10, 10. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter how glamorous the package is. the motive stays the same. It doesn't matter. you might see, you might look good. You might dress well, you might smell nice, you might, you might feel the, the prisons and the cages that he has installed and decorated, unimaginable. He comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. And he will spend everything just to achieve that. You lie, you paint pictures, you give your idols, surround you with celebrities to worship. Everything geared towards destruction. It is my prayer that you will not be prey to the enemy's tactics. In the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for you. I pray for your spouse. I pray for your children. There will be no crack. There will be no crevice for the enemy to hold and to hijack what God is doing in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22. Proverbs 10, 22. I, I heard this scripture in vernacular language many years ago. I was boarding public transport back in my country of birth, there was an argument between the man and the conductor. Now, by saying conductor, that means I'm not talking of go bus. All right. Praise God. Someone say, who is a conductor? Yeah, so I don't even know how to, to explain it or to help you. So let's just imagine that the machine you tap your presto card on is a human being, all right, and it's not a card. It's a physical exchange. So that's what we call the conductor. There was this fierce argument with an elderly man. And the man quoted this scripture in, 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 in his native language. It stuck. It stuck. He says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh it rich. And he added no sorrow with it. Now, don't think of rich just in terms of money. He says, God's blessings will surround you with peace, prosperity, and wellness. And sorrow is not part of the package. Let me tell you, the enemy never does full disclosure. He never does fool. He, he gives you only page one. Page one. Page one. Benefits. When he say, Oh, your page is. You oh, don't worry. Come. This is too good. Come. Come. Just come. Come. Just come. I am like, no, 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 no. This is. He says, Come. Come. Learn you in. Learn you in. This is my prayer once again for you that you will not be victim to his tricks. You will not be victim to his traps in the mighty name of Jesus. And for anyone who has already been entangled by those lies, it is my prayer that your deliverance is authorized this moment in the mighty name of Jesus, that the mighty hand of mercy will pull you out. Whether it is a pit you have dug for yourself or a pit that has been dug for you, whether it is a Contracts that you signed yourself or that was signed on your behalf, I speak deliverance into that life, into that destiny in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the mystery of giving that will help us wrap and appreciate gifts. Number one, the giver, number two, the motive of the gift or of the giving. And number three, the content, the gift itself. The content. The gift itself. You know, we just read James 1:17. It says, all that is good and perfect. Let me tell you, what God gives is good and perfect. The spouse, listen to me young lady, the guy God is bringing into your life is good and perfect. He doesn't need fixing because he's not broken. Yes, he needs encouragement, he needs collaboration, but he doesn't need repairs. Young man, the lady God is bringing into your, into your life is good and perfect. Someone says, what does that mean? Does it mean she has no fault? Does it mean he has no fault? No, 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 no. I'm saying it's tailor-made for you, custom-designed for you. And it is my prayer that for those who are trusting God for life partners, you will not get it wrong. In the mighty name of Jesus, some of us are blessed. I mean, if, if I've made a million decisions in my life, and I'm not sure what percentage I did right or wrong, one, I'm sure, one, I married right. Praise God. Glory to God. All right. The content of the gift. I remember a time where I, I, I saw a shoe, and I loved the shoe so much. The only problem was the shoe was just one unit less than my actual size. I don't know if you've been in that situation before. You loved something that wasn't good for you, but you wanted it anyways. Anyways. Any, you, you just said, no, 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 this is, this is too good. I, I can't let this go. All right, so I bought the shoe. The shoe looked good. Solid shoe, looked dapper, looked like a model. GQ, you know, and you know, the shoe has to show everywhere. All right, this was a long time ago, so please. I'm I'm not not into that vain life anymore. (laughs) Praise God. But the shoe was so small, it caused me pain. It caused me pain. And many times there are decisions and gifts that we struggle and smuggle ourselves into relationships that we know are not good for us. They are causing you pain and you are staying there just because you can't swallow your pride, just because you can't cut your losses. And God is saying, I I don't give bad and manageable gifts. I give good and perfect gifts. My blessings increase your peace, increase your prosperity. Do not come with a side clause of sorrow. No. It's good and perfect. Good and perfect. Perfect. Romans chapter 8, let's read verse 31 and 32. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. It says that what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? The content, all things, Christ, all things in addition, all things are yours. Child of God, I need you to listen and to get this for someone. This is a confirmation in your spirit. It says, all things are yours. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Glory to God. I don't know how many of you are familiar with, I I think there's a movie on it. Um, And now the plan of the Greeks to lay siege of Troy. And how they had laid siege for I think about 10 years. And it looked like that wall was impregnable. And they came with a, with a mimic of what is popularly known today as a Trojan horse or the wooden horse. Where they just built this horse as a gift and they just left. They left. They sailed and they left away. And then the gates were open, and the gift came Oh, True. The horse entered into the place. At night, the horse opened. People came out of it. Opened the main gates. Those who had sailed away sailed back, infiltrated the city, and that was what led to destruction. Let me tell you, whenever the enemy dangles things at you, it is a potential Trojanus. He is not interested in your good. And the devil is patient when it comes to destruction. He can draw a five-year timetable to satisfy you. Then he starts the destruction. He can draw a 10-year timetable to get you ingrained in your lusts. And then you get to a point of... Let me tell you, young person listening to me, don't do drugs. Don't start it. The enemy is not in a hurry to destroy your destiny. He wants you hooked, chained, and destroyed. Annihilated completely. Guess what? And no matter how far you've gone, no matter how far you've gone, no matter how far you've gone, there is a hand that pulls out. There is a hand that delivers. Don't say, I've gone too deep. I've gone too deep. I've gone too deep, Pastor. I've gone too deep. I've gone too deep into the occult. I can't turn back. They will kill me. Let me tell you. (laughs) whom the sun sets free, is free indeed. The devil is a liar. There is no but. No but. But if you turn to Christ... You are easy. They have to get Christ first before they get you. So please, I don't know why I'm saying this is not part of, of my, my my sermon this evening. If there's anyone here who you've dabbled deep into what you know you shouldn't have doubled to call on the name of the Lord, for the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runs into it and they are safe. Yes, you just said that. Somebody saying, "Well, I'm not righteous. Definitely not righteous." Well, the gates are open. His arms are wide open. He's saying, "Come home. Come home." Come on. Praise God. Praise God. So the three things we are understanding about giving is number one, the giver. Number two, the motive. Number three, the content. The devil has his version of all of these also. The three things we need to understand about receiving. Receiving. This is an important concept for my generation. We have a, 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 an unbelievable surplus of poor receivers there's a song i love to listen to so much when the song starts solid songs and i you know i don't do song bashing here but it's 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 it it gives you the picture of a generation that has misunderstood the concept of receiving wonderful song i just want to be with you and then there's a line in the song that says i'm not here for blessings because we feel it is dignifying and honorable to say god just you i don't want your blessings just you is a good enough statement of surrender whatever happens afterwards is the decision of the king poor receivers let me tell you the three parts and be mindful of our time the three components of good receiving good receiving, number one is recognition, recognition and this is where a lot of us get it wrong, there is a, there is a prophet in front of you and the only thing you see is their age factor, the only thing you see is their bad English, the only thing you see is their bad syntax, the only thing you see, now I need to say this with carefulness, is their bad theology someone say, pastor, what are you saying? There are a lot of young people these days who have learned one or two truths about God's word and their identity in Christ. And they hear a man of God or a woman of God say something, and they're like, hmm, you don't even know believers' authority. And you're pastoring. Your church is even plenty. Why are you lying to them? You don't know believers' authority. Let me tell you, there is no way you can be blessed listening to a grace you do not recognize. Don't even waste your time. Close the YouTube page. Move on. Move on. Someone is saying, but the Bible says we should test all spirits. We should be vigilant. Yes, absolutely, 100% true. There is a big difference between spiritual vigilance and spiritual paranoia. There is a big difference between spiritual vigilance and outright dishonor. You are not forced to listen to anyone. If you can't honor the grace that is communicating to you, close it. Look for something else. Look for something else. It's amazing. It's amazing. You are you are busy saying you no, know, it, it, it didn't explain the Greek word. It didn't explain the and the person carries a unique grace that your destiny needs. Calm down. Where has your Greek gotten you to? Your Hebrew root word. Don't of course, you know, we, we prioritize learning accurate knowledge of scriptures here, but my point here is that you can't receive if you don't recognize, especially in seasons where God exposes you to particular graces. Oh, they are not teaching us. They are not teaching us. They just want me to be saying amen. Sometimes what your destiny needs at that moment is a prophetic release. Recognize, say your amen, and continue your study of the word. Be like the Berean Christians, They researched, reverified they were not brothers of him. Mm. 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 Praise God. Now our generation is so very deceivable by good poise, articulation and eloquence. And There is no power. There is no power. I read a story of a particular man who, two stories I will just share with you very quickly. The first was a man who couldn't even speak English. It, he had no English to speak, and it was new in a particular city. It was a new missionary there, and, and people had heard that there's a man of God in town, but they just couldn't stand him. They just couldn't listen to him. His messages were dry and boring. I don't know if you know people, you, you can't stay awake. You can't, even if you had 10 cups of triple coffee. You can't, it's so boring and so dry, but there was grace and there was power. That's where recognition comes in, to receive. And there was a little boy, a woman whose, whose child had died, and she recognized there's a man of God here. His messages might not be inspiring. And let me tell you, for those of you busy looking for or listening to people that you don't know the grace of God on your life, the best thing you can get is information. There is no transformation in your life. Remember, Jesus said the words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life, not education. If you need education, there are courses. There's PhD in theology. Those, your, your lecturers, some of them are not even born again. But they lecture well, PhD. They have theses published. Praise God. Praise God. Are you still with me? Recognition. So the boy, this, this dead boy, the woman recognized. He might not speak well. He might not even speak any English. But he is a man of God. I recognize that he is a man of God. Went there on a festive day that she received the child. Knocked on the door of the man of God. Knock, knock, knock. As the door was opening, she dropped the dead child there and walked away. The man of God came out, saw the dead baby, picked up the child and said, In the name of, in conch, in spirit of life, enter him. That was all he said. No Greek, no Hebrew. Life came immediately. The boy coughed, came alive came alive. Another story I heard of, of another woman, young, fiery evangelist, who had seen and experienced huge manifestations of the gifts of God. She had seen the dead rise, seen miracles, seen all sorts. She, so she felt, now that I'm moving in ministry, I need to come under the mentorship. So she was under the mentorship of a polished preacher. And the polished preacher was, you know, teaching her, say, okay, so you, you talk, you, you know, you build faith. All right, you you lay the scriptures, you know, you explain the principles, and she was there learning. She was there learning, and one day they had gone to to the the home of a very sick person who had a very malignant tumor. To go and pray, and as they got there, she um she was understudying a mentor, and the mentor was saying, we're, "We're going to pray with you. We want the the we want you to receive the faith. We want faith to rise in you. We want you to to you know you know." to so believe that God can heal you. These are the scriptures. Want you to call. Don't to Please, do not get me wrong. That's why I'm taking time to explain this. This is a recognition. This is recognition. This is recognition. And the lady was just wondering, what is going on here? This is not where I was brought up. And right, a mentor was in front. She was here. And she, she just could not something. Stared up on her. She couldn't hold it again. And she just ran to the lady and said, come out in the name of Jesus. Immediately, the woman... Formated a large lump. That was the end of that diagnosis. That was the end. Recognition. Recognition. Receiving. Number one, recognition. John chapter 4, verse 10. We read it already. Read it already. Jesus said to her, If only you know, if we have it on the screen in the Amplified, if only you know the gift of God, if you can recognize, it might not look like King David, <laughs> but this is the Messiah. It might not look like the one you've always expected. But this is grace. It might not look, and especially for those of us who have close relationships with people who who God has sent as gifts over our lives. We need to be more vigilant and more recognizing. If you enjoy a close relationship with a man of God who has brought you close, a mentor who has pulled you close, recognition is your responsibility. If not, you will have proximity without influence. You will be close to them. Those who aren't as close to them as you are will get more because they recognize. Many people know if you say, Pastor Matthew is my spiritual father, you'll be correct. If you he say he's my physical father, you will also be correct. If I want to use this end and relate with him just as daddy, I will be grossly underutilizing the grace of God. There is a need for recognition. I hope someone is getting this this evening. John 14. Jesus answered that if you knew about God's gift of eternal life and who it is. Recognition. So, number two is staring up. Once you receive the gift, you stare it up. What that means is, number one, you open it. You open it. You open it first. You open it. it doesn't, imagine now, let's say, I'm celebrating my birthday and KICC Canada, amazing family, just say, you know what? We're going to surprise PD. We're going to buy him the most expensive, whatever it is. So let's say the most expensive notebook. He loves writing. Buy him, you know, gold-plated, not even gold, gold notebook. All right. And they buy it for me and wrap it up nicely, send it to me. And they say, PD, happy birthday to you. Have you received the gift? Now, if I've not opened it, can I answer yes that I've received the gift? Is my answer yes? Yes, I've received the gift, but I have not opened it, and I have not stirred it up. Hmm. Second Timothy chapter one verse six. someone is saying, "When will we get the gift of the Spirit? I need you to understand giving. I need you to understand receiving. The gift is not the problem for this is not a hard thing with our God. Second Timothy chapter one verse six, thank you. he says, "Therefore this is a father speaking to a son, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift." ...which is in you through the laying on of my hands. There is such a thing as sitting, dormant, lying, dormant, lying, fallow... ...bringing forth no fruit, self-doubting, self-guessing... ...whereas there is gift already on your inside to be stirred up... ...and there's needs around you, yearnings, cryings, groanings around you. It is my prayer that by the leading and the unction of the Spirit... ...you will arise and stir up every good gift that the Father has placed in you for your generation... In the mighty name of Jesus. For some of you, I hear hear it says that the season of incubation is over and that your season of manifestation has come. Therefore, I prophesy to your destiny, arise and shine. I'm going to say that again. Arise and shine. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, the mystery of receiving, recognition, number two, stirring it up. You unbox it. You use it. You put it to work. Put it to work. Very few things as, as dishonorable. Let's leave that. Number three, you minister it to others. You minister it to others. You share the gifts. You use the gifts. First Timothy chapter first Peter, pardon me, chapter 4, verse 10. First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, as we begin to tie this up. Someone says, What are we tying up? We've not even talked about 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Peter four ten. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. I'm going to read that one more time. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You minister it to one another. God doesn't release his gifts to make you feel good. God doesn't release his gifts to make you feel anointed. God doesn't release his gifts to, feel, to make you feel wanted. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are not to cure low self-esteem. God is not interested in fanning your ego. The gifts are for you to profit with all. Praise God. Praise God. Alright, so let's go to Abraham and see a picture. Let's see a picture as we as we begin to tie up this conversation. Understand the mystery of giving. The giver, the motive, the content. Um, I just hear this as a, as a word for someone that... I don't know if I should be saying this generally. I wish... I think the person who it is for will know. And if you needed more... Clarity, please commit time to prayer if you are not sure it is you. God says that there is a gift that is coming your way. And the way you will know it is within the next seven days. So this makes it easier for, for, for you to, to be released from, from this. Um, that it looks like a good gift and it checks all the boxes. God says it is not for me. All right. I'm sure wherever That was for as received... Has received that word genesis chapter 24 genesis chapter 24 is an interesting one is a story i will encourage you to read you know um in my home church back in, in nigeria where i grew up from um every may and i look forward to it even till date i'm i'm blessed that they still send some of the outlines in the month of may the month of may is family month every month and they send it so every i i always ever since i was like a child i will always look forward to family marriage and family conferences and just soak it in and learn and learn and this was always a recurring theme all right Abraham sending his servant Eliezer to get a son for uh to get a wife for his son Isaac all right w- always recurring recurring and as you begin to study and meditate on God's word the the revelation of the spirit is unveiling Christ in every page of scripture whether it's Genesis, Deuteronomy, Nahum, Zephaniah, Malachi, Jude, Revelation, all right? Jesus revealed, Jesus unveiled. And we're going to see Jesus revealed in this story. We're going to see, just to help you to understand this picture, we are going to see the shadow of a father. We are going to see the shadow of a son. And we're going to see the shadow of a sent spirit. I'm going to see that again. We're going to see the shadow of a father. We are going to see the shadow of a son. We are going to see the shadow of a sent spirit to bring a bride for the son. Some of you are getting it already. And part of the conversation of the son having this bride is an important ministry of gifts. Mm. Some are getting it now. Thank you, Jesus. We prayed for light. and Light is shining. Genesis 24 verse 2, so Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had. He says, please put your hand under my thigh. All right, this is another way just to say just swear. Make it a solid swearing. And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. Verse 4, and then we'll jump. He says, but you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. And take a wife for my son Isaac. Let's jump downwards to verse 30. Now, I need you to listen to this. I need you to follow closely. We are tying this up now. And this is where the... rubber hits the road. Is that how they say it? All right. So it came to pass when he saw the nose ring. He there is talking about Laban... Laban's sons, who were relatives of this new bride. And I want you to picture this, that the father knows that the bride will need gifts. Some of the gifts will be to adorn the bride. Some of the gifts will need to be a sign to the world. Hmm. So it came to pass when he saw the nose ring and the bracelets on his sister's wrists, And when he heard the words of his sister Rebekah, saying, Thus the man spoke to me, that he went to the man, and there he stood by the camels at the well. Now, for for those who are not familiar with this story, Eliezer, Abraham's servant, had prayed, says, God, prosper this journey. Prosper this journey. Order me to the right place. The one who I will ask for a drink, who will say, I'll give you a drink. But not just you. I I will also get drinks for your camels. Now, camels. Not pets, not pet dogs, not pet cats, camels, draw from the well and feed them. All right, a bride committed to service, to ministry, is found by the Saint Spirit with the understanding of the importance of gifts to adorn the bride and then to convince the world that there's treasures in this kingdom. There's treasures in this kingdom. Praise God! Praise God. Can we go to verse 10? Let's see how Eliezer prepared for this journey. He says, Then he loaded 10 of Abraham's camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from his master. Expensive gifts from the father. Traveled to distant Aram, Naorim. There he went to the town where Abraham's brother Naor had settled. Took expensive gifts. How many loads of them? Ten loads of them. I can imagine. Now this is me. This is me imagining Paul. All right, writing to the church in Corinth. As we will find out, that the gifts mentioned by Paul, I am not. I'm sure are not exhaustive, but were sufficient enough to capture the mind of the spirit. Paul was. I'm sure under the influence of the spirit. Saw so this picture. And understood that, oh, 10 loads of expensive gifts. Eleazar himself was on one. The gift of the Spirit himself. And then, like, like, like the, the infilling of the Spirit, and then shows us nine dimensions. Nine dimensions of the working of the Spirit as gifts. 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 On day one, gifts. Arrives and gives it to the bride. Gifts. A bride ready to serve. A bride to be adorned as a wonder to the world and confirmation of treasures in this kingdom. Expensive gifts. Expensive gifts. Expensive gifts. No work done. No investments made. Expensive gifts. A heart ready to receive. A heart ready to recognize. A heart ready to, to, to discern. A heart ready to step up. A, a heart ready to arise and to serve the world with the giftings. First Corinthians chapter 12, let's read a couple of verses. Let's read verse 1. We'll read verse 4 all the way to 11, and then we'll pick it up from here this evening. I am sure you have been blessed. I, I really hope that you have received the word next week, Wednesday, by God's grace. We will take it item by item if it's there. Thank you. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts. Now, some scholars have helped us to understand that what Paul said, if you're, if you're reading a, a paper Bible with um, an earlier translation, the gifts there is in italics, which means that the translators inserted it for the purpose of grammatical coherence. All right, so what Paul is saying here is that concerning spirituals, and then concerning spirituals, he talks about gifts, administrations, and operations, but goes down below to emphasize gifts. All right, so let's go on. Let's jump to verse 4. Let's jump to verse 4. We'll read all the way down. We'll read it very quickly. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. The same Spirit. Let's go on very quickly. Let's just browse through it. It says there are diversities of ministries, the same Lord. Diversities of activities, or operations, depending on your version. The same God who works all in all. Now, there are nine of them. It says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all for the profit of all and we will break this down next week some are saying can one person have more than one or is it one per person who decides which one we, we, we know First um, Corinthians 14 says desire it so how does it work we will break that down but today I want you to to appreciate the mystery of receiving to recognize to stay up to have this hunger to serve your world let God see your heart when the anointing comes she will use it for my glory. The anointing is not used as a statement to pay back. I told you I was called. I told you I was called. We're doubting me. Doubted us. See now, the dead rising. The dead rising. See the blind? Blind eye popping anyhow. See people falling in our church. We told you. God doesn't release his gift to such hearts. You saw the heart of the bride, Rebecca. You saw her heart. She didn't even serve that she was looking for a life partner she was just serving faithfully let's go on 41 is given word of wisdom through the spirit word of knowledge through the spirit we've counted two faith by the same spirit three gifts of healing by the same spirit working of miracles by the same spirit prophecy by the same spirit discerning of spirits by the same spirit different kinds of tongues in the old king James says diverse kinds of tongues we will talk about that and another interpretation of tongues nine gifts three a category utterance and revelation gifts wisdom gifts power gifts and we will pick it up from here next week i have absolutely no doubt in my spirit that there is a generation rising and let me tell you, once you find things in your heart that shouldn't be there, don't feel ashamed. Don't say, God, look at me. I, I actually needed, desired these gifts to prove a point. It's not me you are looking for. No, no, don't exclude yourself. It's you he's looking for. It will work on your heart if you will permit him. He will work on your heart. He will work on your heart. He will take away the pain, the shame, the guilt, the hurt, the need to prove a point. It will make you help you understand that the only person worth impressing is Him. You are not in a race. You are not in the competition. You are faithfully serving your God, and then He pours out His grace in an uncommon measure. And just one prayer this evening, Lord, this vessel is available. This vessel is available. Can bring the piano up a bit. This vessel is available this vessel is available this vessel is available this vessel this vessel is available let us become more aware of your presence let us experience the glory of your good Let us become more. 60 seconds begin to blast in tongues and blast in the spirit there's someone right now under the sound of my voice you know that the gift of salvation has been too simple for you to receive you've struggled in other areas and you've been accustomed, conditioned that if there's no struggle involved it can't be real and God is saying come me acknowledge your sin acknowledge your need for a savior some of you have done this before but you went back to your struggle and to your works there's an invitation this evening come 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 with his arms wide open he says come i am i am the only giver of good gifts my love for you is without conditions The enemy is not just after you, he's after the souls, the destiny, the generations after you. But God says, I am a giver of good gifts. He says, come to me. Come to me. Come to me. And I want to agree with you this evening. I want to agree with you this evening. This is the best miracle, as simple as it is. Demonstrates the heart and the love of the Father. Break forth. break forth, break forth, sing aloud, Kadosh, Kadosh, to the Lamb upon the throne. Let me tell you, there is no other argument, there is no other sacrifice, there is no other atonement than the perfect sacrifice of the blood of Jesus. If you are ready to acknowledge your sins, to believe in your heart and to confess with your mouth. I agree with you, Father, for your sons and your daughters that your life invades them. Their struggle comes to an end. That cycle of sin is broken. They're empowered by your Spirit to live a life that pleases and glorifies you as they believe that your work, your perfect sacrifice was good enough for them, that you died for them, you were buried for them. The grave could not hold you down, and on the third day you arose, you are alive today, and your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Father, because these ones are new creatures. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new to the glory of your name. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at infoinfo I-N-F-O, at or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca. God is doing amazing things in our midst. we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.